This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart, and you're listening to the Market Insights Market Pulse podcast. Let's join our guests. It's Oanda Senior Market Analyst Craig Earlham in London and Trader Nick in the United States. Good afternoon, guys. Good afternoon. Hey, Johnny. Let's first talk about these revised CPI numbers from the United States which show that the CPI rose 0.2% in December rather than 0.3% as reported last month. Now, that actually has had an effect on markets today. The dollar has weakened a little, and there's a bit of breathing room for the Fed because of those figures. Nick? Yeah, you look at this week and uh, markets were looking for anything to move. It's been a relatively quiet week overall. But yeah, this this came out this morning and I was watching, uh, we'll talk about it in a moment, Canadian numbers that came out. And at the same time, I was shocked to see that the CAD numbers came out and all the other markets started moving. And I just thought to myself, there's no way that CAD employment figures were this meaningful, although they beat, and we'll talk about that in a moment, You know, that's key for sectors or, or, or certain pockets of the market. This move was pretty broad. We saw everything gold dropped and is still dropping, which is kind of an interesting side of things. But the dollar dropped immediately, has come back a ways since. But what does this tell us about markets? Well, next week, the big story is CPI, right? Tuesday, and then I believe we have PPI later in the week, either Thursday or Friday, I can't remember. But we have data coming out next week about inflation. And again, the market is all poised for that. We've seen nothing but sideways markets mostly this week as we haven't had that much to look at. But this was a surprise to markets. And again, if you see anything tick in the direction of cooling inflation, that's going to hurt the dollar bullish case. It's also going to really help the the equities case, which does not need any help, it seems, these days as it just continues to push higher and higher. The S&P 500 is currently trading at the time of recording above 5,000 for the very first time this week was the you know making history kind of thing for the S&P 500 in its 60 plus year history. Um, it's been uh, never above 5,000. So we've seen a really strong reaction to this today in the equities side of things. Like you mentioned, the dollar was down. It's come back a bit. But again, I think the main thing to really think about here is that markets are very sensitive to the interest rate decisions that are coming. And any reads on inflation could tell us a little bit of what that story could look like. Craig, I mentioned the the CAD numbers. I teased them a little bit there. What did we see on that front? So they were better than expected, but we live in a world of good news is bad news and bad news is good news, right? So employment was up 37,000, a little a little more than that. That's more than double what was expected. But the impact that that means for the unemployment rate is what is significant. So for context, the unemployment rate in Canada over the course of a little under a year now has risen from 5% up to 5.8%. And today it was expected to jump to 5.9% based on those better employment figures, fell to 5.7%. And you may say, well, that's not hugely significant. We've still seen a decent uptick until now. But it does complicate the process from a Bank of Canada perspective because inflation is still above target, even if it is moving in the right direction. And a kind of weaker economy and weaker labor market was among the reasons why I think people were still looking at uh, Bank of Canada and saying, we may not see a first quarter rate cut, but a second quarter rate cut still looks quite likely, maybe sometime in the summer. And this just complicates that picture slightly because if unemployment does now start ticking lower rather than higher and inflation is still above target, perhaps we just push back that start date. So I do think this was relatively significant in the grand scheme of things. As always, one economic release doesn't really 
it's not a trend, but also it doesn't really define the picture uh, or the policy response. But it will be interesting to see if this becomes part of a broader trend of of unemployment no longer rising, those cracks, those weaknesses slightly subsiding, because there's already hesitancy amongst central banks around the world when it comes to rate cuts because they're so desperately terrified to get it wrong again. So we kind of need all the data to really push in the right direction for rates to start falling. And unfortunately, in this case, in this bad news is good world is concerned. If you're one of the 37,000 who got a new job, you're not seeing this as bad news. But in the grand scheme of things, from an interest rate to the market's perspective, it's not ideal. We live in a very data reactive era, don't we, guys? And uh, looking at the last two or three months or so, the way markets have reacted to data is extraordinary, really, because we've had uh, so many contradictions over the last few weeks. You said, Craig, that all the data has to point in the same direction at the same time. But even if that happens, a few weeks later or a few days later, we get the opposite occurring and then markets react accordingly. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I think we said for quite a long time that while the path to peak inflation felt quite linear, uh, and very accelerated compared to expectations. The path back to 2% was always unlikely to be the same. We have had some sizable declines during that period, but getting from, say, 4% to 2% inflation was always going to be a bit bumpy, and I think we are seeing that, and we've seen that at times along the way, but I think we're already starting to see more signs of that now. And what that means from a market's perspective was probably going to see a lot of volatility in terms of interest rate expectations between now and when those first ones drop. That's why the first one's so important, because by the time the central banks start cutting rate, they're pretty convinced that they're there. It may look for all intents and purposes from the data that they're heading in the right direction that they're going to get there now. But until they're absolutely convinced they're not going to move, and when they do start moving, then you can expect to see regular declines. So uh, yeah, it could just be a a bumpy ride again for the next two or three months. Yeah, and the the story around again the uh, what we try and always kind of come back to on this podcast is just how everything is relating to one another in terms of the currency wars where different central banks are at in their process. And I think you pointed that out, Craig, well that you know central banks, the U.S. Uh, specifically, is being cautious. And um, you know we've seen the data trending in the right direction. But it's that last hurdle that we've got to see. And I think that that's what makes CPI next week so pivotal. You know, you had really hot jobs numbers on Friday and, you know, that's going to push back a little bit on the idea of cuts coming too soon. But if you get a CPI print that is real soft, there exists, you know, a world in which inflation continues to come down. Labor stays relatively strong. We don't want to see it really pick up because that would be inflationary 101. But there is an environment where you see jobs data kind of normalize. You're going to get these spikes up and down in, in you know, all of these figures. But overall, the central bank really wants to see inflation continue to cool on the PCE ratings, which is their preferred. But also, of course, we're going to get CPI and PPI next week, which are very, very key to the picture. Of course, I'm speaking about the Fed, but there's all sorts of different central banks looking out for their key data to point. We're talking about the Bank of England, ECB, of course, things that we circle around all the time when it comes to this podcast. But next week, I do think that the US is in focus with that CPI number. And of course, that will have impacts on other central banks where they kind of lead and follow each other. We see a CPI number that is very, very tame, like numbers are coming down, probably likely to see you know, the ECB and Bank of England echo what we hear in terms of our next statements from Fed officials. So Craig, is there anything else we should look out for next week apart from that uh, CPI number from the States? 
Yeah, I think next week's really important for the uh, UK, to be honest, because once a month we get a big data drop from the UK and next week is that week. So it kind of kicks off on Tuesday where we get the jobs data. So unemployment rate, average hourly earnings. Wednesday, we've got UK CPI data, which is going to be really important. The Bank of England is not as far ahead in its mission to get inflation back to 2%, but we've seen surprises before. Maybe we'll see some again from that uh, CPI inflation number next week on Wednesday. Then on Thursday, we've got GDP. Uh, This could give us some indication of of where the economy stands as a risk at this point of recession, of course, because of that uh, revised number in the third quarter, although it would be a technical recession rather than a a severe recession. But as we've talked about previously, politically, that doesn't read well in in an election year. And also, uh, what's that do for people's kind of spending and people's confidence? And does that have a, a negative impact in a more economic sense? And then on Friday, we've got UK retail sales. So that's basically a big drop of UK data that we've got every single day next week, which I think will be really fascinating. And we'll also hear, of course, from uh, Bank of England Governor Andrew Bailey on Monday before all of this data drops. So again, always interesting to hear the Governor's views on uh, where we currently stand. Okay, chaps, have a very good weekends, and we'll speak to you again next week. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Johnny. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. 